Let's talk about love. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about drugs. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about we. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about we. Let's talk about wealth. Let's talk about greed. Let's talk being broke, living in poverty. Let's talk about black. Let's talk about white. Let's talk about how we still fight for our rights. Let's talk government, sex schemes, and drugs. And let's talk about God. Let's talk about love. Let's discuss our feelings. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Blessed to Be Us. I'm your cousin in Christ, Wantra Labette, and this is Bougie Bible Studies. If you are new here i like to welcome you to the number one bible study class that you will ever come across if you are not new here you already know how we get down as we dive into the bible and read a chapter a week to get the inside story so that god could continue to do a work in us individually like he's been doing all his life not all his life but all our lives and to continue to let the holy spirit work with us and just get an understanding of the bible like it is so vital and essential for our lives that most people do not understand when diving in the bible how it's accepted how to read it how to understand it and so i'm here just doing my goodwill and reading you guys chapters from the bible and it's very fun it's very interactive here because i like to go deep into the story and just kind of get that understanding that i need now i know that god is speaking to me differently that he will to you so i really do ask that you open your ears and heart to hear the words of the bible because scripture is our lives you guys these stories they repeat themselves and we can get an idea of how and to operate and go about it with God by our side if we get into the Bible and not just be thrown out scriptures. So today's class, you guys, we are in week 41, episode 41. And today's class is about the book of Daniel. So we will be in Daniel chapter 6. The title of our class today is Daniel and the Lions, and I'm very excited to get in the story. I did go over it once, but I love to go deeper, and I love to get more understanding because for me, I know that hearing certain scriptures sometimes, it'd be cool, but I like to get the story, like the back-end story, to get more debt into my life so that I can see where I may mistrust God at, or my faith may fail at, or even me not hoping enough to get the job done. So I'm very excited about today's class. You guys go ahead and grab your Bible. You can simply follow along. You can read out of any version you choose to. I read out of NIV version and you can listen via any podcast. So it is available everywhere. Blessed to be us. You can send to friends and family. It really helps. But we are going visual soon and I've been getting very nervous. My anxiety has been kicking in and I know that I just need to stay focused on God and just get this thing on a roll. So come on, you guys grab your Bible or just pop this in and just listen we will be in again daniel 6 again you can read out of any version you choose to the title is daniel and the lions if you are ready i am ready too and let's go it pleased darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them one of whom was daniel the satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss 
Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man Daniel unless it has something to do with the law of his God. So these administrators and satraps went as a group to the king and said, May King Darius live forever. The royal administrators, perfects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that kings should have issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days, except to you, your majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, your majesty issue the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the law of the Medes and persians which cannot be repealed so king darius put the decree in writing now when daniel learned that the decree has been published he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward jerusalem three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed giving thanks to his god just as he had done before then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days, anyone who prays to any God or human being except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the lion's den? The king answered, the decree stands in accordance with the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. Then they said to the king, Daniel, who is one of your exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, your majesty, or to your decree you put in writing. He still prays three times a day. When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed. He was determined to rescue Daniel and made every effort until sundown to save him. Then the men went as a group to King Darius and said to him, Remember, your majesty, that according to the law of the medicine Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. So the king gave the order and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve, continually rescue you. A stone was brought and replaced over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles, so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, may the king live forever. My God sent his angels and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den along with their wives 
and children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all of their bones. Then King Darius wrote to all the nations and people of every language in all the earth, may you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. And that's the end of our chapter. Oh my God. Let's break it down, shall we? Okay, so this was good. Okay, let's get into it. Chapter 6, verse 20. Daniel, servant of the living God. Has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? <laughs> and of course, God was able to save Daniel. He didn't allow the lions to touch him. So let's get into it. This chapter opens with the news that Daniel has a new boss. It is a measure of the prophet's remarkable skill that he, an alien, distinguishes himself under two capricious Babylonian regiments and also under the occupation of forces of metal Persia. Nevertheless, when news leaked out that Daniel will govern the entire kingdom, the palace conspiracies machine kicks into motion. Daniel is an old man, probably in his 80s, as the events of this chapter unfold after six decades of government service he finally faces a situation like the one his three friends faced in a fiery furnace an unresolvable conflict between the law of god and the law of land during these years daniel has lost much of his jewish heritage and has even taken on a babylonian name still though he could not worship god in the prescribed way at the temple in jerusalem his devotion to god never wavers in defiance of the king's new law the old prophet keeps pointing to himself towards Jerusalem three times a day in prayer not even the threat of death can deter him from this practice ain't that amazing the story of Daniel in the lion's den has special meaning for both Jews and Christians because sadly history has repeated itself so often the Roman Empire Stalin's Russia Hitler's Germany communist China they've all taken their turn at restricting worship Yet the church has survived and even thrived during times of intense prosecution. Hmm, ain't that something? They tried it. <laughs> Not everyone who undergoes religious persecution receives miraculous deliverance like Daniel's, but taken as a whole, the matrix give witness to the watching world that truth cannot be stamped out regardless of the penalty. That's so. A miracle spares Daniel life, an even greater miracle takes place in those around him. Third, by Daniel's faith, the Persian ruler issues a proclamation that everyone in his kingdom must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. That was in verse 26. Uh, very much. Soon, the same empire that passed laws against Jewish worship will escort the exiles back to their homeland and allow them to rebuild the temple. The hard times in exile leave a lasting effects on the Jewish community as well. Led by the examples of the people such as Daniel, they began a new practice of meeting together in synagogues. To study the law and to pray, one day 
they will return to their former homeland purged of the sin that has brought them so much anguish. From this time on, Jews are never again known to practice idolatry. I want to kind of get up into this chapter too because that was just like a um, extra continue to read on to kind of just give you an understanding of what we just read and just understood. Has God used a refining fire to teach you to cleanse you from sin? Now, all I'm going to say is Daniel did nothing wrong. He was actually in his older days and he continued to practice his Jerusalem heritage practice of praying to God three times a day. Now, this was never a problem, but for some strange reason, when he was about to be rule and kingdom over all the nation of the Persian at that time, the people in that place, the set traps, the, the people, the commanders, they were like upset that King Darius was about to appoint Daniel to be king over their territory so why did they have to lie on him like that well they didn't even lie it's the fact that they went to the king to put this decree into place this law into place and they knew they were doing it for a specific person daniel the king to me reading the chapter he it didn't seem like he wanted to do this to daniel because when he found out who it was that basically disobeyed his law that he just put into place he was trying to rescue daniel but they reminded the king that you know he can't change the law and and it was just like a big setup for them to try to kind of like do that to daniel which is very wrong and it backfired on them what did God do? He closed the mouths of the lions. And when Daniel was in the den, he didn't have not a scratch, a wound on his body. He basically slept with the lions. Like how dope is that? That you were so protected by God that you was able to sleep with the lions. <laughs> now, a miracle. You can call it what you want. But when you serve a God like the almighty creator that we have, man, anything is possible. Straight up. And so when the king woke up and he went to the den to see if something had happened to Daniel and to his astonishing that nothing happened to Daniel, um, the king was like happy. He was overjoyed. And he literally asked Daniel, the God you serve, the one you pray to, was he able to save you and rescue you? Like, yes, Daniel was still alive. Daniel was never touched by the lion. God actually closed the mouths of the lion and no lion touched Daniel. How dope is that? Then it backfired on the people who actually try to put him in there. Not try to put him in there because they, they did. They end up going into the lion's den with their wives and their children. Ooh, Jesus. Talk about brutal. Talk about a wrong backfire. Talk about you should have just accepted Daniel as king when it was time. Like Talk about doing something to hurt somebody and it coming back on you and your whole family talk about generational curses let's talk about that let's talk about how one person or two person or three person could be the destroyer of their entire families talk about how the men who had the king put this rule into place set it up for one specific person this one specific person who prayed to god he didn't do nothing wrong was very innocent think about that think about how it backfired in the men their wives and their children were all put in a lion's den they have no family no generation to continue like they're cursed that that was a, a bad thing that happened to them i'm like when i read it, i was like oh geez you know and it just reminded me it made me think like one wrong action can mess my whole family up one wrong lie one wrong move one look to the devil could destroy my entire family 
Like, I do not want that to happen to me or my family. I feel like I'm breaking generational curses. I feel like my family has had a long history of curses and nobody was able to break that barrier of just sticking with God and letting God do what he need to do. And you just continue to work like towards your goals and things, but God will be the planner for you. I feel like that this was a great story, first off. Um, I never got into Daniel and Alliance. I've heard it in church. I've heard certain parts of certain scripture, but I've never got into it like I, I did today. Oh my God. I'm sorry, you guys. Like, I don't phone ringing. My cell phone ringing. It's going to ring again. I can't stop it. I'm very excited that I got into Daniel. I was kind of thinking that this was the other story when the, when the, um, that was mentioned in here about the three guys that went into the furnace but that was not this story i can't wait till we get into that story but this was daniel and the lions and i'm very happy that i was able to read daniel and the lions because i got an understanding that innocent people not all the time could you have a miraculous thing like not every time is going to happen like that for you or anybody else whatever but your faith is strong and you continue to do what you need to do regardless of fault death or anything god is going to protect you god is definitely going to protect you and so i thought it was very interesting in this passage right here where it says the story of daniel and the lion's den has special meaning for both jews and christians because sadly history has repeated itself so often the roman empire starlin's russia hitler's germany communist china they have all taken their turn at restricting worship yet the churches have survived and even thrived during times of intense persecution talk about people who don't want you to worship god talk about people who don't want you to love on god what's funny to me is sometimes when i look on the internet facebook whatever the case may be not only do i see christian people judging and <laughs> trying to do god's work i also see other people people of not god that's looking for a uh, god but don't know how to find them don't know how to understand or accept or don't know what god to look to because there's so many gods there's so many gods but the true creator the god of all gods is the number one source that we all should look to and it's so confusing when you got people who are in higher places who want to take away your worship who want to take away them. now it's so crazy to me because society the world is so judgmental it doesn't matter if you love satan god if you're muslim jew if you're from china persia it don't matter everybody has an opinion and the whole world is just mixed up my thing is it doesn't matter where you from what part of the world you from what part of what nation you from what background you from no matter what we all have the same creator that's the one who created all things on the earth he sits enthroned in the middle of the galaxy like that's our god you know and in our ancestors are our family gods are our country gods and things like that like yeah they're all in the bible you got certain nations and certain kingdoms and certain places that i read and i see like okay there was god this and kingdom that and this and this and that but it remains the same that the one creator of all things even daniel's god <laughs> everybody's god 
is still the one who created all of us. I think for me, that's the longing of just knowing that I'm connected to a higher source. That's the feeling of me just feeling like I'm connected to a higher source. It, it, it makes me feel connected to something greater. It makes me even understand that I'm something greater and that I can do so much something greater. Like I can do more. Basically that term and that saying, you can do anything you put your mind to. It's because when you serve an almighty God who can do all things and everything, you understand that power and you understand where it comes from. I'm feeling like Daniel in a lion's den. I'm not to be touched because I know who I serve. And that's how I feel in the world. It's funny to me to say that because this is so true. In this world, I feel sometimes like I'm being Daniel being thrown into the lion's den. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like you were Daniel being thrown into the lion's den? And this is just a uh, hypothetically speaking of still being thrown into the lion's den and nothing happened to you. So I feel sometimes that society tries to crush you, tries to kill you, try to hurt you in so many ways. And I feel like sometimes this world can be a lion's den. And I feel like Daniel because I know that God is protecting me at all times. I mean, at all times from my accident, all kinds of things that have took place over my years and my time and my life. And I can just see God's hands over me. So for me, it's, it's great and it's amazing. And I also like to reference the fact that the king at the time, King Darius, made a decree. Once he got Daniel out of the den, he made a decree. He wrote this to all nations and people of every language in all the earth. I mean, it doesn't matter what language you speak. It doesn't matter where you're from, what background you're from, what color your skin. doesn't matter what I... I issue a decree that in all the nations and people of every language in all the earth, may you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of death. For he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. He has rescued me from my car accident. He has rescued me from anxiety, depression. He has rescued me from feeling like a bad parent. He has rescued me from generational curses that was brought onto my life to destroy me. He continues to rescue me as I continue to look to him. And I'm just so honored to be here and say, you guys, what an amazing episode this was. And I really hope that you be a Daniel in a den of lions. That you continue to look to God and you understand who's really protecting you. Who's closing the mouths of the lion? Because this is a story for all of us. And it, it should resonate for you to understand that this world that we live in is the den of lions. It really is. And I definitely want God to close the mouths of the lions so that when I'm walking this earth, I'm protected. I fear nothing. I fear nothing and no one. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because I don't got it all. And sometimes I do worry. And sometimes I can get a little stressed and my anxiety kick in and depression is there. But you know what? When I think about the creator of my life, all of that starts to withers. And my faith grows and my hope grows. And 
the love in my heart is set to know that it is God who is doing things in my life. So you guys, this has been a great episode. I advise you to check out any episode before this. Listen to the stories and also check us out on social media. Don't forget, we about to go visual and I am definitely not prepared and not ready, but hey, what can I do? I've already put it out there. I'm very excited to go back on YouTube. I'm very excited to start a community of people, of blessed people who are willing to be stripped by Christ because that's exactly what's happening for me and I'm just excited to have this community of cousins through Christ and I'm so excited to be here as your cousin in Christ to read the Bible like I'm a child of God I'm not perfect I'm a sinner just like everybody else so if you're coming over here looking for a preacher pastor or somebody to prophesy over your life this is not it okay this is just simply a Bible study class and I should have said this in the beginning but (laughs) you get the picture so check us out on social media don't forget to check us out everywhere blessed to bs on instagram bougie bible studies on facebook blessed to bs on twitter even though i'll be on there like that but i'm about to and don't forget we are about to go on visual after next week after next week we should be going visual starting our new 14 weeks into becoming a christian this should be exciting you guys i'm your host montrell levette and you've been rocking with me on bougie bible studies on blessed to bs and i will talk to you next week bye